Well, hello, everybody. This is probably going to be one of the hardest episodes that I record for season four of Freddy's World. I'm pretty much going to let you know what's been going on in my life this episode and talk about a certain person who I lost. But we'll get to that. Um, A lot of people have asked, where have I been or what's going on? So I'm just going to give you guys the full details, the deets, the tea. You know, I'm going to let you guys know what's going on. Um, Had a lot of changes and changes in my life. You know, I'm engaged to a beautiful woman who I love dearly. Yep. Y'all can clap it up or snap or whatever the fuck y'all do. And I also lost somebody who was very important to me. My mother, my best friend, my hero. The woman who I always admired and looked up to be. And well, not up to be, but hey, my mom, you know, she was my she was my Superman. She was my Batman. She was my Black Panther. You know, to me, this woman could do anything. And God called her on October 2nd of 2022, just a couple days before my birthday. So. Just want to let you guys know, I don't know how long this episode is going to be. It could be 15 minutes. It could be five. It could be 30. It all depends, you know, but like I stated before, this is going to be one of the hardest episodes I record in season four. This episode is just simply called Charlene. That was my mother's name. So I'm just going to share some stories of my mom. How she raised me and my older brother. There's going to be some laughs, you know, some sadness and yeah. So I'm going to get started. Um, My mother was born February 4th, February 4th, 1954. And she was taken away from us um, October 2nd of 2022. Um, One thing I can say about my mom is my mom was a very strong woman. Fearless, not afraid to discipline two black men that she raised, you know. My mom was disciplined, but also fair, you know. I mean, I still kind of think about it to this day. Like if we had the child abuse line, my mom would probably still be in prison right now. I mean, back then, you know, we got the belt, we got the stenching cord, but times were different back then, you know. Um my mom was such a phenomenal woman, you know, like she, there was nothing she can, she could not do. Um, some of the stories that I have from my mom, I'm going to share. My mom was life of the party. You know, my mom was loud. Yes. I'm, that's where I get it from. I'm loud as, as hell, you know, um, my mom, she was just such an awesome woman. And she is missed. She's missed dearly. Um, not by family. Sorry, I got I got a little choked up. So, but remix. <laughs> but she's missed by family, friends, and people who came in her presence as well. Um, some of my friends, I'm um, calling my mom Miss Shar, Mama Joyce, Mama Shar. You know, but to me, she was just Shar. She was my mom. But to the others, she was just Charlene. Um, 
My mom worked at Hennepin County. Um, she moved us up here in 1990 um, from Gary, Indiana. The stuff you hear about Gary, Indiana is true. Is nothing there. All black town. Not a lot of diversity. Nothing there. So my mom came up here and got a job at Hennepin County. Then next thing you know, we came back. She came back to Gary to grab me and my brother in the U-Haul. And we moved to South Minneapolis, 30, 3130 Pillsbury. I still know the address. You know, South Side, South Side, Minneapolis. My mom wanted us to have a better life, um, better upbringing, more opportunity, because um, there's not a lot of opportunities in Gary, Indiana. And hell, it's still not a lot there, you know. I mean, it's sad what that town has become. But it is what it is, you know. But my mom wanted the best for her boys, you know, for me my, and my older brother, Russ. You know, um, my mother, well, I'm saying mother, my mom, <laughs> my mom was the best cook out there. And some of my friends have had the triple layer German chocolate cake. Shout out to Gabe Lutzman, you know, um. Go download his music on Apple Podcasts. He's got a Christmas album. And he's got some new material on the way. But he will tell you about my mom's triple layer German chocolate cake. When I lived in Robbinsdale, he actually tried to take the whole cake home with him. Because it was so damn good. And a homemade triple layer German chocolate cake. It was fucking amazing. My mom was also a big sports person, you know, like we used to watch the NBA playoffs, the NFL. Hell, my mom even watched the Super Bowl that, and she watched the halftime show that had Snoop and Dre married because my mom was pretty hip for her age. You know, like my mom listened to she listened to everything like she listened, she knew who Snoop was. She knew who Jay-Z was, but she also loved like her temptations in the Motown and she loves Mal Green. I don't know what it is with old black people and Al Green, but they, but that's the nigga, straight up. And to this day, I still, I love Al Green, you know. But my mom was very hip for her age, you know. And um, yeah, um, like I said, I'm sorry this is a little emotional, but I'm not gonna lie, I do miss my best friend, you know. Like it sucks losing a parent, especially somebody who you admire and who you were so close to. You know, and maybe just doing this first episode of season four about my mom will help me come to more grips and terms with it. You know, I will say I'm fine, but I'm not going to be fine. I'm always going to struggle not having my best friend here. You know, um, a couple months ago after my mom had passed, um, I was scrolling through my phone and I came across some undeleted voicemails which I thought I deleted from her which I'm glad I didn't because I still have those voicemails so every now and then I will play a voicemail just to hear her voice and one of the voicemails um, I pulled she talked about the episode of power because my mom loved power and her exact words was like the new episode of power Tommy's acting a motherfucking fool. You got to see that. 
that was my mom, you know. Um, it's kind of funny because I feel my mom was Medea before Medea. <laughs> yes. My mom was very protective of my brother and I. She was not going to let nobody try to put hands on us, try to touch us inappropriately, inappropriately because my mom would have killed them. Straight up. That's what a parent does. They protect their children. They protect their own. And my mom have no, had no problem with throwing hands, throwing pots, throwing hot grits, whatever. But she always protect my older brother and I. And I still love her to this day, you know. Um, whew, this is hard, man, but I got to keep this going. Man, I just want to say it's nothing. If you guys still have your parents alive, shoot them a text and let them know that you love them. Because I don't have that now. I lost my dad in 97. Lost my stepdad in 02. And I lost my mom in 2022. So the holidays are not as good for me. Like I said, this was the first holidays that... Holiday, I can't even talk because I'm getting so emotional talking about this. But I'm not going to edit it because these feelings are so real right now, you know. And um, this was the first Thanksgiving and Christmas I did not have with my mom. And it sucked, you know. I mean... I didn't get the text like, hey, happy holiday or boy, what time are you coming over to get some of this Thanksgiving dinner? Get this potato salad, you know. I didn't have that. But back to what I was saying, though, if any of you guys still have parents alive out there, shoot them a text, give them a hug. And just let them know that you love them, because once they're gone, it's hard. It's hard, man. There's nothing like I, I lost my dad in 97 and my dad lived in Indiana. And that sucked. But there's nothing like losing your mom. My mom has held me down for so long. Myself and my brother. More, more me. Because I ain't gonna lie. I'm the baby boy. I was a little spoiled. But my brother got married at the age of 22. So it was all kind of always my mom and I, you know, um, John Stockton and Carl Malone, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Hell, OJ and AC, you know, my mom would have done the driving. But it was just us, you know, my we was each other's ride or dies, you know, and we had um, we had. Our spat, it wasn't spat, it was more like poking fun of each other where we would go back and forth because we kind of knew how to press each other's button a little bit. And I don't have that anymore. Like I said, there's nothing like having your mom gone, you know. And like I said, I'm getting a little teary-eyed just talking about this. So if I repeat myself, I'm sorry, but this is probably going to be the hardest podcast episode I had to do for season four of Freddy's World. I wanted to start this off with this episode just to let everybody knew what was going on and why I was gone. Um, my mom was complaining about headaches. She took Tylenol. She took some Advil and we went to get an MRI done 
at um uh what's the name of that Abbott at Abbott Northwest and I just remember the doctors coming down a couple hours after the MRI and told my mom that she had a tumor in her brain, a size of a golf ball. And the look on her face and probably the look on my face, we were all in shock because we didn't we didn't know we we don't we didn't know how this tumor started. I can't pronounce the tumor's name, but it's the same tumor that John McCain had, you know. But my mom was a soldier and she said she was she was going to fight this to the end. You know, so and my mom did not complain about any other circumstances. She always had a smile on her face. She was always joking when I saw her, you know, they did remove part of the tumor and also part of the brain, you know. But before I get to that, let me backtrack a little bit. Before we went to Abbott, my mom noticed that she was hold, having troubles holding a fork or writing her name because my mom was left-handed. So this is where all this started, then complaining about the headaches, and we went to Abbott. So sorry for backtracking, but I didn't want to leave that part out. Man, this is tough. But yeah, they removed part of the tumor in the brain and like I said it was the size of the the tumor was the size of a golf ball I still have the picture of it in my in my photos I don't know why I still have it it's just something that I don't know that I will always remember and it's something connected to my mom maybe I don't have the direct answer for it but it's just something that I have um yeah so Watching my mom go through this and me not being able to help suck because, like I said, my mom was my superhero. She was my Black Panther. She was my Batman. She was my Superman. Like, to my mom could beat anything and just seeing her going through this really got to me because, to me, my mom was bulletproof. She could do anything. And just seeing her go through this, it broke my heart. Like there was nights that I cried and I had asked God, like, man, help my mom through this, you know? And I'm getting a little emotional talking about it as you can probably hear it in my voice. But this is, this is real feelings, man, still to this day. Like I said, my mom passed away just a couple of days before my, my birthday in October, man. And this fucking sucks, man. Just, but I have finally came to grips that she's in a better place right now. But not going to lie, it's, it's still hard. It is still hard. So um, if anybody has lost someone in their life or a parent, I know what you're going through, man. Because I, I, I lost my best friend, you know. Um, she's still with me in spirit. I have her ashes here. My mom was cremated. But... Let me get back to more of the story about my my mother. You know, I, I want to talk about all the good. Um, my mom, like I said, was the life of the party. Um, very funny, very funny woman. Like I said, she was Medea before Medea. And my mom couldn't pronounce 
a lot of words sometimes, you know, and that's where I probably get it from because I can't pronounce a lot of words sometimes. But you know what? Fuck it. It is what it is. We keep on pushing. And just watching my mom battle and go through this, like walking with the walker, learning to get her equilibrium back and it was going well. Then it just start start deteriorating and I remember when we were going to the doctor well not the doctor it was me with the doctor my brother and his wife was there and they told they gave her they told her that she only had a couple months and um, I don't remember how long they said I'm just going to say a couple months I can't recite the months and they, but I, I just feel like I can still picture everything, everything in that room. Like I still know exactly what I was wearing, you know, I was wearing sweats and my mom decided to do the hospice at my brother's house. So, um, and my mom did not want any tubes down her throat. She just wanted to be, um, she wanted to go in peace, you know? Before um, my mom passed away, um, she had a chance to meet my fiance. Like I said, I am engaged to a beautiful, beautiful woman who has helped me through the struggles and coping still to this day. Like she's been nothing but the best. I love you, Sarah Speck. Like I love you with all my heart and you're my queen. And I just want to say thank you for helping me so much. Just being there and just, yeah, like I said, I'm starting to get a little emotional about this. But man, I miss my mom. You know, I don't get the I don't get the calls or the texts anymore. Like, hey, did you see Curry in that shot? Or what's going on with your Bears? They losing? Like, what's going on? You need to get a new team. You know. My mom loved Tom Brady. She loved um, Patrick Mahomes. So I don't know how, but whatever. They're, they're, good, they're good quarterbacks, but my mom's never been to Kansas City or in New England or Tampa Bay. But yeah, she is missed by a lot of people to everybody she touched. Um, my mom had no problem telling it like it is, not only to me, but to my friends as well. My mom always told me that um oh man this is yes let me dry these eyes out real quick before i finish this story oh, man my mom always told me that um if you go out here and make a baby be a man and take care of it don't have kids unless you're ready mentally and financially and it just always stuck with me, you know, and that's why I probably didn't have kids in my 20s, you know, because I was I was selfish. You know, it was about me, you know, like I wanted to live my life in my 20s, you know, have fun and all that. And there was times I was moving too fast because when you work in downtown Minneapolis as a bouncer or if you're a bartender, your days off, you feel like you got up be out in the scene and you got to be at every function. There was time, there was times my mom will be like, Fred, you need to slow down. And I never grasped that until now, you know, 
Like, slow down. You're doing too much, son. Slow it down. Chill out for a bit. And like I said, I didn't understand it because I was in my 20s when she was telling me this. I was just like, I got to have fun. I got to be at this social event. Now, I totally understand and get what she was talking about. You know, my mom was not afraid to crack the whip, not only to me, but to my friends as well. You know, some of my friends like Tim and Troy, Fitzy, um, Eric, Jerry Robinson, Smiley, like my mom would, would had no problem. Like, hey, y'all boys need to get it together. Y'all y'all messing up out here. Like she cracked a whip to everybody, not just me, but she just not only wanted me, but my friends to live out their potential as well. You know, she looked at us as nice young men, you know, that was out here having fun. But you guys are better than that. Don't be out here being being stupid with your life, you know. Live up to your potential. Don't settle. You know. Man. This is tough. I. I man. This is, this is a tough episode I'm recording. But man. It's nothing like losing a parent. Like I said. If some of you guys that are listening. You still have your mom and dad. Available. Shoot them a text. Or call them. And just say I love you. Because some of us we don't have that. I have I have an older brother who I love dearly. I love you, Russ. I do, but it's nothing like having your mom call like, hey, Fred, give me a call when you get this. Or, Fred, did you see the new episode of Power? Or, hey, why Lil Wayne looks so ugly with all those goddamn face tattoos? Or, Fred, did you see Giannis? He 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 had a he had a triple double. He balled out, you know. I don't get I don't get that anymore, man. And it sucks. I know everybody's family is different, you know. Some of y'all might be listening and you have beef with your parents, you know. Put put that shit aside. You know, there's nothing. You only have one mom and dad. Put that shit aside and Shoot your parents a text or call them. Because like I said, some of us don't have that. And I will give my life if I can. I will give my life if I can talk to my mom for 20 minutes. And let her know that I love her. And she is fucking missed by her baby boy because I lost my best friend. And it sucks. Still to this day, I struggle with it like I have her ashes here you know in my place and I still feel her spirit every now and then but she she's she's missed dearly by me but she's also missed by my older brother and our other family members as well and I I loved her I love I love my mom you know she was my superhero and she was my she was my everything you know um i will i will go to her with advice but at the end of the day i would it was my decision with everything like like any other child would with the mom and dad like ask for like a little advice or guidance you know but um 
yeah, man. My mom was not a grandmother. I don't have any kids at 43. My brother doesn't have any kids. And it was funny how um, people would react to her when they when they ask her, was she was she a grandma? And she would tell them no. And they were just like, wow, really? She was like, yeah, I raised my boys just to not have kids unless they were ready mentally and financially, you know. Plus, I feel my mom did not want us to be a statistic because let's keep it real. Um, black fathers out there, they got this stigma that they don't take care of their kids. And not going to lie, some of y'all black fathers fail. Y'all don't. But there's a lot of damn good black fathers out there, like my stepfather, Honor Wright, who passed away in 1997. You got good fathers like Biggie, Brian Edwards, Ian, um, Aaron Buchanan. Uh, Mark Holman, just to name a few, just right off the top of my head, you know, that are out there, you know, and it's not. And I did say black fathers, because like I said, black fathers, they get the stigma that all black fathers are not there for their kids. So that's why I said black fathers, you know, so. But there are all but there there are great dads out there, no matter what color you are. So, but I just think my mom did not want that for her boys. Like I said, she want us to live up to her potential, to, to our potential, you know. Man, she is so missed. Like, you guys, I'm going to repeat this one last time. Like, if you guys are listening and your parents are still alive, just shoot them a text or just call them and just say I love you. Because a lot of us that don't have that now. We'll give anything just to hear our parents' voice. And this is probably going to be the deepest episode I record for season four of Freddy's World. But this, I wanted to start the season off right because my mom was a fan of my podcast. So that's why I did not record. Once my mom was going through this, I just lost all the energy to record. You know, one thing I do regret I did not get a chance to do an episode with my mom because she wanted to come on. So from here on out, a season four of Freddy's World, every episode is dedicated to my mom, Charlene. Because she's going to be right here recording these episodes with me laughing or telling me I swore too much. Stop using so much fucking language. Sorry, Ma, I messed up. You know me. <laughs> I still I still hear you like, boy, stop fucking cussing. Sorry, I slipped up again, Ma. I love you. You know, you know me. I always did my own thing. So, <laughs> but yeah, but that's where I've been. Like I said, um, every episode's gonna be dedicated to my mom because I did not have a chance to get my mom on my podcast, and she wanted to do it. And when all this happened, it. It put a freeze on my podcast and everything. Um, one of the hardest things I had to do was when my mom finally, when God finally told my mom her time was up, was for them to come and wrap the the blanket around my mom and zip up the bag and put her in the black truck thingy. That was the hardest thing for me. Because like I said, my mom was bulletproof. 
and to see your idol being wrapped up and zipped up in a bag because they're they're no longer with you was hard. It's the hardest thing I ever had to do, you know. But, yeah, I just wanted to come on here and start the episode right, just... Talk about my mom for a little bit, you know, for season four of Freddy's World. Every episode is dedicated to you, mama. You are missed. You are loved by me, your future daughter-in-law. Your grand, your, your grandkids that you haven't met. <laughs> your friends, family, old colleagues. My friends, you know, like when I told some of my friends that you were no longer with us, they said Mama Joyce is no longer with us. Miss Shar or Mama Shar, you know, I mean, I just want to let you know you're just so missed, Mama. And I and I love you. You have left a huge footprint on this earth and with all of us who loved you. It's not the same down here without you. I miss you. I love you. I would do anything to hear your have a conversation with you for five minutes. But one thing I do have to say, I'm glad you were alive to see me get engaged to a beautiful, phenomenal woman who I love dearly. And you'll be, you'll have the best seat in the house at the wedding, looking down on us with a smile. And yeah, I love you and you are missed. So I'm just going to wrap it up with that. This is just a quick 30 minute episode of Freddy's World. Season four has now begun. Just wanted to start this off episode about my mom. Thank you guys for tuning in. There'll be more episodes coming. I'm going to try to drop two to three episodes a month. So that way I can um, keep a consistency. Like instead of like dropping episodes here and there like I used to. Um, Go on the Facebook page like the Freddy's World. Subscribe. Oh, excuse me. Had to belch. Go on the Freddy's World page. Like I said. Subscribe, like, um, yeah, and I'm going to end it with that. Thank you guys for tuning in. That's where I've been. Mama, this episode was for you. I love you. You are missed. And I'll do anything to talk to you for a good five minutes. You guys be safe. Have a good night because it's 9.04. Kiss your loved ones. If you got beef with your parents, put that aside and just shoot them a call, a text, because a lot of us don't have that anymore. And life is too short. Because one thing I learned with my mom's situation, that life is too short. You're not promised tomorrow. So whatever you do on this earth, you make it fucking count. Because I can record this episode and I can walk out, I can walk out in my parking lot, slip on ice and break and break my neck or fall, take a bad fall and I'm gone. 
Life is too short. That's one thing I really learned to see what my mom was going through. So I'm ending it with that. Thank you guys for tuning in. I love y'all. And I cannot wait to drop more episodes, two to three episodes a month of Freddy's World. I'm back. Bitches, I'm back. Season four kickoff. Love you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. And I'm out this motherfucker.